Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Friday, the 29th of July. Today, I'm joined for the last time this week by Apollonia Vlasova, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hi there, Apollonia. How are you today? Good Friday afternoon to you. Um, doing good. How are you? Yeah, good. I mean, obviously just reeling from the... Uh... The result of the uh, Wagatha Christie uh, case. Oh my god, um, I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> I'm sorry, honest, we'll be so... taking a five-minute commercial break. Uh... <laughs> uh, one of the most pointless <laughs> things. Did you hear? Wait, did you, did they? Did you hear that they're making it into a Channel Four drama? Oh god, no. Oh my God, no! That's I'm definitely not watching that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, anyway, so yeah, yes. Uh, back back on to other things for today. Uh, uh, what did you find most interesting? I mean, you know, had had this been in in the newspaper earlier on state, of course, um, I would have put <laughs> clearly. What's the date? That in, bearing that in mind, apart from this, absolutely. Um, sort of key case in the legal history of this country. Um, what well, you were of... saying, but actually, it is very interesting. Ter- interesting in terms of the use of um, like WhatsApp and emojis and the deciphering of the emojis <laughs> by the court. I have to say, <laughs> excellent. Actually, actually I bet I bet yeah. the transcript um... is probably quite good. So <laughs> everyone tries to explain what an emoji is to the judge or something. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, right. So, what do you, what um, story did you um, find most interesting in today's Watson's Day? Phasing in comparison, um, yeah. Jack Ma is planning to give up control of Ant Group, okay. which oh, for, um, for, for those who don't know, yes. who, who's Jack Ma then? The Jack Ma is the uh, controlling shareholder of the Ant Group. Um, Ant Group is uh, essentially a massive, massive conglomerate of companies in China that was um, recently. Uh, whose kind of expansion efforts were recently curtailed by the Chinese um, government. So it does a lot. To, it has a lot to do with banking. It has a lot to do with um, financial services, but also e-commerce, um, just everything, really. Yeah. Um, so essentially, Jack Ma is this pretty, well, let's say, not extravagant, but it, it, an interesting individual who has been opposed to the Chinese regime for a while yeah. and has among other things, called Chinese state banks, pawn shops, that sort of thing, which That's obviously... That's P- P-A-W-N, not... right? That's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just, yeah. just again, just, uh... to, just to be clear. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. Um, so, um, essentially not very uh, favoured by the mm. Chinese government for yeah. these reasons. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and essentially his presence his looming presence over the and group has seen it um become a target for the chinese government two years ago they were prevented from um ipoing from going public Mm. um which was going to be the biggest ipo i think ever with Mm -hmm. 37 billion dollars however the government told uh, the company to restructure its operations it cut off a couple of uh, its services including lending lending and um, credit scoring um and sold it to partly owned by the way by uh, by the chinese government groups that sort of thing Mm. um and 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 and, um 
Jack Moore disappeared for about a month or two. Yes, there was the, the drama. Um, mm. Yes, he disappeared and he was. But just to actually illustrate, that's a really good point, just to illustrate how central he was to the perception of um, Anne Group's kind of image. Mm. Every time he was sighted somewhere in Europe or something, the share price just went through the roof. Because at so one point, was... people did wonder whether, you know, he'd been uh, yeah, permanent, yeah. permanently uh, silenced. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah. this is the thing. For those who don't follow this and don't really know, I mean, this it is a really, this is a massive thing. I mean, this is like, yeah. you know, Jack Ma, like, it would be like if um, Elon Musk suddenly mm. went missing mm-hmm. and didn't tweet for <laughs> two months or something. That's That's what it would be like, isn't it, really? Yeah, um, pretty much. Because he's so he was so he was very active. He's always on on TV and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he just disappeared around the same time. Anyway, sorry, Cameron. Yes. Um. And essentially, Ant Group has been uh, broken up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. It is still. It's now kind of gaining um speed at essentially a more international expansion again. But mm-hmm. what this means, what Jack Ma's departure uh, means, is that both. The IPO, the potential IPO that it might do, on which there are rumors might do in China or Hong Kong, will be delayed because in China, when um, essentially when you um, mix up the shareholder structure and when a controlling shareholder um, essentially leaves mm-hmm. and there are changes to, to, to the company's governance, you have to wait for three years to um, start an IPO. Mm-hmm. And in Hong Kong, it's one year. Yeah. So depending on when they are thinking where where they're thinking of listing, mm-hmm. um, it it's essentially delayed because of uh, because of his departure. However, the the IPO becomes more likely mm-hmm. because what previously made the company a target for the Chinese government, who was essentially preventing the IPOs from happening, mm-hmm. was in part Jack Ma's leader leadership, and that kind of contested um, contested um, mm-hmm. reputation of the company resulting from that. So now that it becomes a bit more anonymous as a company, as it lays low a bit, I think mm-hmm. that an IPO is more likely to proceed. Um, also, they're doing their, I think, I don't know, from what I observe, they're kind of laying low in China, but they are looking at pretty global projects. So they just recently set up a Singaporean bank. They mm-hmm. also are working on Alipay Plus, which Alipay is kind of like, imagine Google Play, uh, Google Pay, mm-hmm. but with many more features <laughs> mm, yeah. um so essentially i kind of like paypal google pay that sort of situation I actually use it as well um so they are working on alipay plus which would uh, create a universal qr code so essentially mm. anywhere in the world you'd be you'd be able to pay for something just scanning a code mm. um through your alipay wallet which mm. is pretty cool but it's also mm. a massive global effort and mm. my question here is um and what do you think as well in terms of this um, at what point will and to what point to what extent will and group be able to rebuild its business because it was a gigantic company before that was mm. just kind of cut down to a normal sized company now um, but I'm wondering with obviously their planned expansion and listing how far will they be able to go again before the Chinese government kind of you know pushes them down a bit again Mm. What do you think about the whole situation, honestly? 
Well, I think that Jack Ma, you know, the fact that Jack Ma is saying that he is going to relinquish control over the group, I think that is a massive um, step forward in terms mm-hmm. of for Ant Group itself, in terms of them getting closer to being able to do a flotation. So again, to just just to emphasise with regard to who Jack Ma is and why he's so you know, kind of why he's so central to all this is, you know, he was this English teacher who, um, you know, who started up Alibaba, which became basically China, you know, China's um, China's Amazon. Um, it grew massively. There weren't so, you know, he, the, the groups, you know, he, it was, it was a company that just grew in all, you know, incredibly quickly. Um, and remember, you know, it does things like that, you know, singles day, um, which is the, that online retail event, which is actually the biggest retail event in the entire world, um, you know. And then he then made AliPay, you know, as the payments part of part of it. Then AliPay then turned into, uh, you know, most of it turned into what is now known as Ant Group. I mean, he's a, you know, he's an amazing entrepreneur who. Um, is a bit marmite you know um, either the, you, you like you, you you know people love him or they hate him um, and mainly if you are establishment you hate him uh, because he's too he's too loud and and brash um, but anyway that's that's you know that's who he is in terms of so in terms of him actually stepping back that is quite incredible um, and this i think this means that will be the final i would have thought the final if not one of the final obstacles that will be in the way of ant group actually you know doing you know eventually um doing a flotation um so yeah so i think it's it's interesting and but it's also interesting on a wider um uh, you know from a wider viewpoint in that i think that what the chinese government um has done the, the establishment has done has made an example of jack ma and mm. uh, you know almost implying to other companies um by the way if you feel like you want to be like jack ma and be outspoken and go against <laughs> us think again because it ain't gonna work if this can happen to billionaire you know billionaire jack ma it can happen to you so wind your neck in everyone we are still the boss here and make sure that we, you know, that you take into account what we tell you. And I, I think that's very much the, uh, yeah, the, um, the, the lesson here. Um, yeah, I think, w- well, with Didi as well, with Didi Chusing, um, what they did is they showed kind of that they have a pretty long reach into other mm. countries as well. Mm. It's not, so it's, it's not just internal, it is quite international. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So yeah, so it's a very it is a very interesting story. Um, I mean, it does it sounds innocuous, you know. If you don't really follow Jack Ma, you don't really follow. It may sound innocuous. I think it's good that you picked this actually because it does emphasise how big a deal this is. And yeah, you know, for from a number of, from Ant, Ant's group uh, Ant Group's point of view, but also for the broader, uh, you know, actually, well for the tech sector, I guess, because you know there are other tech lead uh, uh, tech company leaders who are also uh, brash and outspoken um i mean you know it's another one uh, bike dance uh, i mean i think that, that the the co the 
founder or co-founder of that he's moved on i don't know whether he's moved upstairs as in not gone to heaven um but <laughs> um but um you know but you know i don't know chairman or executive director or say so he was moved on because the establishment hated him um as well so you know i mean um xi jinping and his his um uh administration is obviously throwing their weight around they're making sure that everyone is um uh, playing along with this whole common prosperity um mantra um and yeah there are some casualties along the way and jack ma was one of the biggest um uh, you know casualties um that that uh, yeah uh, along the way yeah yeah no i'm pretty dramatic events honestly yeah. Um, but I do want to see to what extent and group kind of develops in the future and especially kind of what areas they go into. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what areas the government will consider safe, essentially. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Right. So what's your story kind of staying on the um <laughs> Yeah. Today. So um so uh, Twitter, really, um, because mm. it was a very interesting article in the Financial Times. It was pointing out that Twitter is basically in a bit of limbo situation. At the moment, um, obviously, as you know, just just as a quick recap, um, Elon Musk made an unsolicited bid um, to take over the company. Um, he put in the offer, and then later on, as the share price went down, um, or you know, uh, later on, he, he decided that he would not. Uh, you know, it looked like he might not, and then he uh, might not um, make the deal anymore, and then he then flat out went to withdraw it. Um, this has now gone to court, um, and uh, yeah, it, essentially yeah. Twitter want him to stick to the original terms, and he says my original terms were based on something that, you know, information that was false, i.e. Um, that information was what... <clears throat> Sorry, what is the you know percentage of bot accounts um, on on Twitter? So that's where we are currently. Um, in the meantime, what has been happening is um, Twitter staff have been leaving. Mor- morale is really low. No one knows where it's going. Um, yeah, and, to quote uh, some employees, not to entirely quote them, but um, <laughs> um, sitting on your behind, let's rephrase, um, yeah. waiting for something to happen. Yeah basically because and and you know that th- this is this is a this is a difficult time um because what's going to happen they uh yeah it, they could get yeah, they could win in which case they get a billion dollars you know br- um for from um, musk for uh basically you know him being responsible for breaking up the deal um or musk or they force Musk to come in when he ostensibly doesn't want, doesn't really, is not really interested in the company. So, I mean, it's a very, it's a very tricky time. Um, in the, in the meantime, um, I would, yeah, it's fair to say that advertising revenues generally are going down because, as I've said many times before, um, one of the first costs to get cut by companies um, in the event of a downturn is advertising budget. So that's one of the first things that goes in a downturn. When it turns up, it goes up again. So it's a leading economic, it's often seen as a leading economic indicator. Um, But in this case, um, you've got companies using the whole Twitter situation as an excuse for not giving them any 
advertising you know revenues mm. now i well I, the I, problem I think... the one of the problems is that they didn't have a second plan for if musk was if musk didn't take it over mm. they didn't prepare for that scenario which mm. is a bit shocking because there's only two scenarios that mm. are available mm. so you probably should have prepared for both of them mm. um but they haven't and that's that's an issue Mm. And I think that the other thing as well is that um, in the meantime, share price is going down, uh, not only because of advertising revenues going down, but obviously it's now it's now in a limbo situation in terms of leadership. No one knows what's going to happen. Um, mm. But, you know, I, you know, we, we talked about this earlier and I was saying, OK, well, let's 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 just work through because a lot of what you're going to hear about Twitter at the moment is going to be noise, you know, um, they're, they're going to be wavering, wavering on either side, depending on, on who's, who's writing what, but um, I was, I, I sort of put it to you saying, well, what would happen then? It, yeah, what happens if um, they decide not to go ahead? What happens? Um, and I thought you came up with a, you know, with a really good um, suggestion, because the thing is, I don't think it can keep going on as it is, because mm. I think that Twitter is slowly dying at the moment. If it keeps going on like it is currently, it will die. Um, but there's a dead back can... on cut. Yeah, I mean, um... you, you know, you came up with a very good idea as to what it could do, for instance. <laughs> so please, um, you're overselling. Um, but, uh, no, I think, cause I mean, okay. Remember that I first said that if I see another platform, do steal the TikTok format of reels, um, I will lose it. But because honestly, Mm -hmm. I mean, Instagram is doing that. Snapchat is doing that. Everyone's doing reels now. Everyone's into Mm -hmm. videos, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, like Twitter and it's, it's, it's more about what I see Twitter what twitter essentially decision makers thinking about right now Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i could guarantee that someone is thinking of putting videos on twitter in Mm -hmm. a real format Mm -hmm. uh but when i was thinking about that i remembered um the (laughs) the vintage place that was uh vine yeah where you could post essentially six second videos Mm. um so i think potentially if they would do the real format like everyone seems to be doing at the moment Mm. They could um, extend the kind of the culture of tweets, which is a limited number of characters that you can use in mm. a tweet, um, to reels. And then they could do essentially time, limited time reels, just something like mm. 15 second reels, uh, mm. which say compared to TikTok and Instagram, where the time is pretty much unlimited or I mm. don't know, it's limited to. Well, you could do essentially kind of odd, odd number of minutes um, mm-hmm. if you did a kind of 15 uh, 15 second reel on Twitter, I think that could catch on. That Mm -hmm. could potentially be quite interesting. Because firstly, I think that there is a lot of online community bonding often um, around the inconvenience of certain platforms. And it sounds counterintuitive, but I genuinely have seen this. And on Twitter as well, it's kind of a running joke. The tweets are very short. They're very difficult to kind of cut down. Um, And that is 
essentially that that's the whole joke and people bond around that and they're like complain about it people love complaining mm -hmm. so having something like 15 second videos i think would be quite fun in that way mm. um people could also be like oh that's so short you know um that sort of thing um and potentially also they could do a situation with um replies and kind of threads so people mm -hmm. are replying to each other in videos that sort of thing kind of mm -hmm. how you do you do what do duets and such on tiktok mm -hmm. um something like that potentially um also i was thinking because you you mentioned um weibo which mm -hmm. is the chinese kind of blog um mm -hmm. company mm -hmm. you were saying uh when we were chatting before if they could kind of take a page out of their book in terms of kind of more bloggy style things and mm -hmm. when i just did some research by which i mean i opened weibo um <laughs> i mm -hmm. saw that there's there's a lot of and this happens a lot in, in chinese social media in general there's a lot of e-commerce linked to it mm -hmm. so there's mm -hmm. a lot of people selling you things so if you read a recipe you immediately get info on like where to buy the food where to buy mm, the mm. groceries that sort of thing if you're looking mm -hmm. at some clothes they're like okay you can buy that here um mm. just how much it costs that sort of thing i think the western audience is not necessarily always used to that kind of direct advertisement mm. but i feel like e-commerce could potentially specifically with a video format as well mm. could potentially work on twitter as well and that would be um and well essentially a stream of revenue from the marketplace that's right because they desperately need money they desperately need companies to to essentially use their advertising service to to do that yeah. um the only thing i think one of the massive problems they're facing is um brand preservation brand security in the way that um companies don't want to have their advertisements featured next to toxic content mm. Mm. and twitter is notorious <laughs> for toxic content so yeah. they have to pour i feel like quite a bit of money in their advertisement service to mm -hmm. prevent that from happening so brands are happy about where their ads appear yeah um so yeah i don't know what do you think about these ideas do you have any suggestions for twitter yeah i mean i think that it's a good um yeah what you suggested was really good and it, it turns out that actually um so twitter actually <clears throat> bought vine uh in oh. apparently in october 2012 oh. um and i think that in some okay. ways it makes it quite interesting and oh. it, i mean i think that the whole thing is almost like i mean i said to you it's like haiku like right i mean haiku as yeah. you know, a japanese poem certain amount of syllables <laughs> yeah. all this kind of thing right same kind of thing, Vine. Six, you know, six sep six second looping video. I honestly think that Vine was there before its time. Yeah. Like I so, feel like Vine yeah. would thrive right now. Yeah. Yeah. So why, you know, why not? Um, you know, why not try to revive that again? Because they've already done it. And now that it's obviously mm. it's big, why not try and, you know, do it again? Um, plus if they bought it they have potential IP rights they have the know-how mm. that sort of thing yeah um, yeah. So, so yeah so I mean I, I think that was a very I think that's a really good idea um, in terms of what it, what it could do um, in terms mm. of other than that what could it do I mean it's just losing all these people the, the morale is low something has to happen if, if um, uh, Musk does not buy it um, then they're going to have to do a, a, a serious shake-up, a serious mm. shake-up. And, um, and I think that, I mean, everyone keeps talking about how, you know, short-form videos is the future and stuff. And, and 
you know, surely they'd have to revive something like this because this is this is what they're missing. And if people like it and they like that whole six seconds, you know, if they do bring, because I think that would be good. I mean, six seconds, mm. why not? I mean, actually, Sorry. I thought there was a lot of vines. Sorry, are you reversing? <laughs> yep. Um, just doing a quick delivery to say. Um, sorry. Uh, this. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. So. So anyway. Uh, so anyway. So I think that um, it could be interesting. I think they need to come up with something drastic. This could be something drastic. They do have some sort of experience with this before, um, and you know it does make some kind of sense. I think. But anyway, um, in in the meantime, they're going to lose advertising revenue. Um, the the this state of limbo is is a convenient excuse for um, customers who probably weren't going to spend much with them anyway to say, oh, sorry, you can't do it. Um, because they're they're actually spending less on advertising budgets anyway. So um, so anyway, so I think it's interesting. It's a difficult time for uh, Twitter, um, and they won't really get much. Uh, nothing's really going to happen um, with them. Nothing good anyway until there is some sort of um, there is some sort of decision. But uh, but anyway, uh, I guess we'll better leave it there. Um, but thank you very much indeed. Um, I hope you thank didn't you. Re- reverse into a, a tight spot there <laughs> that you can't get out of. Uh, and and um, and thank you very much for listening. <clears throat> Sorry, listeners for listening. One last thing: I am doing a um, a review of July. Uh, it's going to happen next week on Ooh. Wednesday. So please, if you're listening, you want to listen because. That has been one uh, eventful month, uh, you know. So if you want to um, you know, get this, I think we're, we're the only we're the only review in town. Um, so if you want to get the, uh, you know, um, sort of do a review and it's very useful for you to, to get things straightened in your mind as to how these stories have developed over time, then please have a listen. Um, you can get the details from our all our social channels and things you'll see it on our link tree and stuff like that but anyway thank you very much indeed have a great day apollonia you too everyone is listening and have a great weekend etc um we will be back again next week so many thanks bye